Well, hello, it is Wednesday, February 8th, 2023. Wednesday, February 8th, 2023. Slava Ukraine, Heroium Slava. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends to Google those four words, Political Views TV Podcast, and I'll show up right at the top of the search. Or maybe you can use Bing. <laughs> I really appreciate you so much. Thank you for coming every day. Sorry you missed me yesterday, or I'm sorry, day before yesterday. Sorry you missed me day before yesterday. Uh, if you can, please bring someone uh, with you today or tomorrow. Uh... And tweet to me questions or insights or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. I work hard for you. I really want to make sure you get a lot of news. Uh, We had the State of the Union yesterday. Did you happen to listen to it last night? While there was a State of the Union going on, or well, I guess it wasn't while because there's a time difference. Uh, Zelensky was in the UK addressing Parliament. We'll get to that. Uh, Right now, we're going to get to that, Uh, starting with the uh, Russia-Ukraine news. President Volodymyr Zelensky made a surprise visit to the United Kingdom. Uh, British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak welcomed Zelensky as he touched down at London's Stansted Airport. Uh, Sunak uh, told Parliament ahead of the uh, uh, address by Ukraine's president, Our objective remains to ensure a Ukrainian victory in this conflict. We will continue to support Ukraine to ensure a decisive military victory on the battlefield this year. Now, I I want you to think about something. Why this war is so important. Okay, I want you to think about Russia surrounding Ukraine, taking over Ukraine and becoming Russia, Ukraine becoming Russia. And then I want you to think of the Baltic states becoming Russia. And then I want you to think of Belarus becoming Russia. Then I want you to think of Romania, Poland becoming Russia. Think about that. Then Finland. Think about that. At that point, they are unstoppable. At that point, they can destroy the world. Zelensky addressed the UK Parliament, paying tribute to Ukraine's military. He said, I have come here to stand before you on behalf of the brave. I thank you for your bravery. London has stood with Kyiv since day one. And, and he went on to explain that even before the world, knew how to handle this. The UK stood with Ukraine. Uh, He said, the victory will change the world and this will be a change that the world has long needed. He said, the United Kingdom is marching with us towards the most important victory of our lifetime. It will be a victory over the very idea of war. And it's right. I mean, Russia went from a country Uh, after Glasnost that would not have started a war to a country that missed Stalin-esque ideals and then decided to start a war. He also urged the UK and its allies to the West to supply fighter jets 
uh, to Kyiv. Uh, Zelensky, wearing his trademark, you know, khaki military fatigues, told the UK Parliament that combat aircraft would be the wings for freedom. Uh, Zelensky said the, the king is an Air Force pilot, adding that in Ukraine today, every Air Force pilot is king. Uh, he said, I will be leaving Parliament today, thanking you all in advance for powerful English planes. <clears throat> On only his second trip overseas since Russia launched its invasion, uh, Zelensky told the UK Parliament that his country will defeat Russia's invasion and deter future aggressors. He is meeting with King Charles III, probably right now, and British military chiefs during his visit. A spokesperson for Prime Minister Rishi Sunak says the UK wants to start training Ukrainian fighter pilots as soon as possible. The spokesperson said, however, that the UK had yet to decide on whether to supply fighter jets to Kyiv. The spokesperson said the Prime Minister has tasked the Defense Secretary with investigating what jets we might be able to give, but to be clear, this is a long-term solution rather than a short-term capability, which is what Ukraine needs most now. But this is still big. If the UK decides to supply fighter jets to Ukraine, that might pry open the United States or the EU. We shall see. Uh, Zelensky is expected to travel to Paris after his visit to the UK. Macron will host Zelensky tomorrow evening. German Chancellor Olaf Scholz is also expected to travel to Paris to meet with Zelensky and Macron. Uh, that should be uh, interesting. Uh, the UK government has announced further sanctions on Russia targeting manufacturers of military equipment and individuals with ties to the Kremlin. Foreign Secretary uh, James cleverly said the new measure. He didn't cleverly say this. His last name is Cleverly. Just so you know, James Cleverly said, James Cleverly said, the new measure would accelerate the economic pressure on Putin, undermining his war machine to help Ukraine prevail. Uh, the sanctions package targets six organizations providing military equipment, such as drones, to the Russian army. It also includes new measures targeting eight individuals and one organization connected to nefarious financial networks that help maintain wealth and power amongst Kremlin elites. Uh, Estonian Foreign Intelligence Service, Service has said it believes Russia still has the strength to exert credible uh, military pressure on the Baltic region, where it assessed the security risk had risen for the medium and long term. Uh, the Estonian Service said in its annual report, a military attack against Estonia is unlikely in 2023 due to Russia's invasion of Ukraine, but in the mid to long term, Russia's belligerence and foreign policy ambitions have significantly increased the security risks for Estonia. Uh, Russia considers the Baltic states to be most vulnerable part of NATO which would make them a focus of a military pressure of military pressure in the event of a NATO Russia conflict as i said those baltic states are always the loudest and there's a reason for that right i just look at a map will you 
Look at Poland. Then see where Kaliningrad is. Then, of course, Lithuania, Estonia, Latvia, right there up against Russia and Belarus. Oh, I mean, I, even if they're not against Russia, they're, they're up against uh, Kaliningrad, which is Russia. Kaliningrad is Russia. Uh, Ukraine's National Security Chief Alexei Danilov warns that Russia may launch attacks on Kharkiv and Zaporizhia as part of uh, yeah Zaporizhia as part of renewed offensive in the coming weeks. Danilov told Reuters uh, news organization they need to have something to show before their people and have a major desire to do something big as they see it by this date. He added, "How successful they'll be depends on us." Now. They also want to get in there quickly before the tanks come to Ukraine. They need to show something to their people by the year anniversary, right? I mean, let's compare it to what it looked like in 2014 when they, or 2015, after they took over in 2014, after they went into uh, Donbass, you know, the, the uh, uh, separatists, and also Crimea. Uh, Russia's foreign ministry has accused the U.S. of failing to issue visas to Russian delegates to the United Nations and of restricting the movements of its diplomats. A Russian foreign minister uh, official, Pyotr Ilichiev, told the state-run RIA news agency the U.S. had failed to comply with the 1947 U.N. Headquarters Agreement, which bans most restrictions on diplomats' access to the U.N., which is headquartered in New York. Ilichev said the U.S. is raising increasing doubts about the validity of its right to retain its status as host state for the U.N. Headquarters, adding Moscow would pursue arbitration proceedings over its concerns. And let me tell you, the UN in New York, if Moscow can get the UN out of New York, that would be huge, huge. Uh, that's what they would love to do. Uh, three European countries have promised Ukraine that it will get at least 100 Leopard 1 tanks in the coming months. Uh, the German, Dutch, and Danish defense ministry said yesterday that training on the units would be provided to forces in Ukraine ahead of the delivery of more advanced battle tank tanks, which is, you know, the Leopard 2s in the future. Uh, this will be uh, before the Leopard 2 tanks come, and it's good to have them train on the Leopard 1s, and then when they get the Leopard 2s, they're going to be like, yeah, this is awesome. Uh, there seems to be a booming gray market for Russian oil. Uh, people need it, and they are still selling. Russia is still selling. Uh, I, I, and we've talked about India. Don't get me started on uh, India. And by the way, <coughs> yesterday, and just to throw this out there, the U.S. Uh, uh, said that they would support India for the EU, uh, uh, excuse me, for um, the presidency of the EU. Is that it? Because they have a revolving presidency? Which I do not agree with. Absolutely not. I do not agree that they should have done that. I, and I could be getting this story wrong, but I believe that's what happened. Anyway, Chief Executive Officer of French oil giant Total Energies, uh, Patrick Poyan, uh, has said... 
we had a relatively transparent, well-functioning global oil market. I understand the political objective, but I don't think we have fully appreciated the consequences. There is no longer uh, a unified oil market with all these bans. We are creating a gray market for oil. He, He said, adding that Russia was without a doubt capable of selling its products elsewhere. The weapons... The weapon Russia has is to reduce volumes and raise prices. But I don't know if that's going to work because Russia has an agreement with um, uh, OPEC, right? Uh, OPEC 2 or OPEC plus rather. Uh, So I don't know if it's going to work. I mean, OPEC might get pissed off and start undercutting Russia. I wonder if that would happen. Uh, by increasing volumes. We shall see. Uh, Russia's defense ministry says its forces have destroyed a drone workshop in the Ukraine's northeastern city of Kharkiv. I mean, it is close to um, uh, the Russian border. Um, The ministry was quoted as saying by Russia's state-owned, this is quoted by Russia's state-owned RIA news agency, Uh, He said, uh, workshops belonging to an aviation industry company in the city of Kharkiv were unmanned aerial vehicles and uh, loitering munitions were uh, being upgraded, have been destroyed. Uh, This has not been verified, so we don't know if it's true. It it probably happened because it is so close to the Russian border. Now that I have your attention, let's move on. Let's try and fix the rest of the world. And uh, let's start with... That other speech, not the one made in front of the UK Parliament, but it seemed like it, right? Did you watch it? The State of the Union? Did you watch the State of the Union? In September 2009, I don't know if you remember this, Republican Joe Wilson interrupted a speech by U.S. President Barack Obama to a joint session of Congress shouting, You lie! And Obama stopped and he pointed a finger and he was Right? The incident resulted in a reprimand by the House of Representatives. Things certainly have changed. Suddenly, the Republican House is... The Republicans are in charge of the House, and they don't give a crap. Republicans devolved into bigger piles of crap more and more every year. The State of the Union in the past would be something that no one would interrupt out of respect, but we know how Republicans have no respect. But Biden used it anyway. He played off of them and made his speech more fiery. Marjorie Taylor Greene yelled, you lie, and yelled, liar. She kept on yelling all sorts of garbage more than once, but we know that McCarthy has his head so far up her ass, brown-nosing, that no one will get reprimanded. And by the way, it got so out of hand that McCarthy had to shush his own people at least four times, and probably more, because he kept on turning his head in their direction. It was downright like British Parliament, except for the fist fighting. Now, maybe they should blend the audience. Maybe they should. And that could result in some fist fighting, where 
Democrats stand next to Republicans and and they and uh, they they tell them to just shut the fuck up, right? Wouldn't that be interesting? I I know. The odd thing is there is no backlash on this. Suddenly, in one fell swoop, being disgusting, rude, and obnoxious is normalized. From now on, every Democratic State of the Union will be rudely interrupted. If a Republican does ever again become president, I wonder if Democrats will act the same or if they will be respectful. I'm betting they'll be respectful that the Democratic leader will demand they be respectful. But we shall see. Or more importantly, maybe we won't see. Which would be interesting if the Republicans ever gain the presidency again as much as they are becoming hated. But it's important that you watch the speech and not just listen to it. Because you can watch the GOP reaction or lack of reaction to know who they really are. In the speech itself, he congratulated McCarthy and McConnell for being leaders at the beginning of the speech. He started off with COVID by saying today COVID no longer controls our lives. He talked about his accomplishments and more than 300 signed bipartisan bills and, of course, the Bipartisan Chips and Science Act. He talked about moving manufacturing back to the U.S. He went on to talk about rebuilding infrastructure and projects in every state, not just Democratic states. He added, tonight, I'm also announcing new standards to require all construction materials used in federal infrastructure projects to be made in America which is something that has fallen apart in recent decades. Then he talked about drug pricing and Big Pharma, which, by the way, Big Pharma gets big protection from Republicans. The GOP has blocked reform on that for decades, among other things. Then Biden jumped into climate change and what we need to do and and are doing to protect infrastructure because infrastructure gets, of course, damaged because of climate change. Of course, I don't need to tell you that the GOP have been blocking climate action for decades. Then Biden went on to tax fairness where billionaires don't pay any taxes while the poor and middle class do. He said, the idea that in 2020, 55 of the biggest companies in America made $40 billion in profits and paid zero in federal income taxes. That's simply not fair. But now, because of the law I just signed, billion-dollar companies have to pay a minimum 15%. And we wanted it at 20. It should have been at 20. Of course, you can guess Republicans did not clap. He said, under my plan, nobody earning less than $400,000 a year will pay an additional penny in taxes. Biden said that. And then he talked about big oil profits that we've been talking about for a couple of weeks. He talked about $200 billion in profits for big oil in the United States. That didn't include BP, which is British Petroleum, who operate Arco gas stations here right? He talked about what I just said, that they, that in in a report recently, remember I talked about this, that they invested nothing in their own infrastructure. Nothing. 
Oil companies should be investing in renewables instead of buying back stocks and paying outrageous amounts to investors. He talked about how he cut the deficit while Trump raised it. Then, of course, he had to touch on the debt ceiling and talked about social programs and how we have to keep them. He talked about Social Security. He, he lured Republicans in on their response to Social Security. He spent some time on hidden fees that corporations are using to rape people out of their money. The fees on airlines, hotels, and other corporations. Remember, Airbnb and, and their hidden fees. Car rental companies and their hidden fees. Uh, which would include, I guess, Turo and their hidden fees. Then he went went after non-compete clauses, which Republicans shockingly, or maybe not, were against ending. Uh, you know, I, I rented a car recently from uh, Turo, and then there was a hidden cleaning fee. Uh, then, of course, he talked about unions. He talked about something I've mentioned, that education is the key, and that we need to expand education to compete with the rest of the world that has college education for everyone. We are the only, we are the only first world nation that doesn't supply college to its children. This is why, this is why Republicans don't like it. Because it means corporations have to hire uh, um, uh, college graduates from other countries because they can go to college and ours can't. And what, that, what does that do for Republicans and for big business? That dilutes the uh, uh, work pool and means wages go down. That's what it does. If you need to ask me about this, just get on Twitter and send me a tweet. I can explain it all. Uh, but I've had several uh, uh, reports on this. Uh, then he went into gun control and the police and the border. He did get a standing ovation from both Republicans and, and Democrats about the police. Then he talked about protecting choice on abortion. Then And he talked about Roe v. Wade. Then he, uh, then he went international, talking about the Russian invasion. And, of course, mentioned the Ukrainian ambassador in the room and about helping Ukraine. And then, of course, it was about China. And he touched on the balloon and protecting our sovereignty, not just our competition with China, but our security against them. Then he rapid, fi rapid fired about numerous subjects. You can read his speech if you missed it. Uh, just watching the Republican reaction tells you who they are. Republicans did not applaud about all sorts of things where Democrats wanted to help the people. They would not stand and applaud anything like that. Anything that hurt corporations, they would not stand and applaud. And anyone, and I'm so sick of hearing this because it is not true, anyone who says Democrats are the same as Republicans, eat your words. You, if you watched that speech yesterday, and I urge you to watch it, not listen to it. You know what Republicans support. This shows you they are not the same. Republicans are not the same as Democrats.
and the Republican response by Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Let's not even get into that craziness. It was that bad. I've done enough on this. You can read up to uh, on some of it yourself. Uh, of course, China has react, reacted furiously to President Joe Biden's State of the Union, where he made reference to the Chinese spy balloon that was shot down on Saturday. China's Foreign uh, Ministry spokes, uh, spokesperson Mao Ning responded to his comments and at a daily uh, briefing today, accusing the U.S. of trying to smear the nation. Uh, I'm sure there'll be more remarks today. We'll see. Uh, the death toll in Turkey has again doubled. More than 11,000 people are dead. More than 8,000 people have so far been pulled from the debris in Turkey, but it's thought thousands more are still missing. The weather is cold. People are dying as we speak. It's getting really bad there. Erdogan announced... Ooh, having trouble here. Erdogan announced a three-month state of emergency across 10 provinces while eight agencies grapple with the complicated logistics of sending emergency assistance to war hit Syria. At least 2,530 have been killed in Syria. More than 1,200 Turkish search and rescue personnel are working in the affected areas along with 9,000 troops. More than 70 countries have offered rescue teams and other aid. Pope Francis has offered his prayers for the thousands of victims of the earthquakes. He said, I am praying for them with emotion, and I want to say that I am close to these people, to the families of the victims, and everyone who is suffering from this devastating disaster. I thank those who are offering help and encourage everyone to show solidarity with these countries, some of which have already been battered by that long war. Um, there are important special elections in Pennsylvania. Let's move on to the United States. Uh, yesterday, there were some elections. Democrats won three state house special elections last night, handing them a clear majority. I don't know how clear. It's just by a couple. <laughs> uh, the victories give Democrats the upper hand in the chamber that has gone back and forth in control since the November elections due to death and retirements. The Democratic Party now is in a stronger position to block GOP-led initiatives, including uh, they were try- uh, there was a potential anti-abortion ballot measure by the Republican House in Pennsylvania. Now they, they can uh, uh, claim victory against that. They will stop that from happening. There was a congressional hearing yesterday on Twitter and the, uh, uh, and the Hunter Biden laptop story. It was all about social media and that. Uh, If you uh, don't know about the Twitter documents that Elon Musk has been releasing. But it it was more than that. It was an attack on social media in general with claims that they favor Democrats over Republicans. You mean like radio favors Republicans over Democrats? Well, that's not entirely true. It's not the same thing. Because radio actually does favor Republicans. They spend more money than they make to do it. There is a difference. The reason that Republicans were suppressed in the elect before the election is because they were nonstop lying. Truth leans democratic. If social media is suppressing lies, 
by those in social media and those lies are made mostly by Republicans? Does that mean they are suppressing lies or does it mean they're suppressing the Republican voice? That is what Republicans will lead you to believe because truth leans Democratic. You know, with the State of the Union, this um, podcast sounds like it's a Democratic podcast, but it's not. I really am balanced. I really am centrist. But there's, you get to a point where you just can't, no matter what you say, you can't sound centrist because of all the lies coming from the Republican side. Uh, before the State, State of the Union uh, address, there was a minor exchange on the floor. And we're talking about the gift that keeps on giving, George Santos. So yeah, there was a minor exchange on the floor among the crowd of people that were trying to shake Biden's hand. According to a member who witnessed it in the House of Representatives chamber, GOP member, Senator Mitt Romney of Utah told GOP representative George Santos of New York, the gift that keeps on giving. This is Mitt Romney saying it. He said, you don't belong here. Now, okay, Mitt Romney is insane and out of touch, but he is less insane than many other GOP operatives. After the speech, Romney told the press, He criticized Santos for standing in the front aisle trying to shake hands with the president and senators, given the fact that he's under ethics investigation. He should be sitting in the back row and staying quiet instead of parading in front of the president and the people coming into the room. He said, said, noting that Santos may have responded to his remark, but he didn't hear Santos posted on Twitter after the speech, Hey, Mitt Romney, at Mitt Romney, it was on Twitter, just a reminder that you will never be president. Wow. Damn. I'm thinking Santos should not be attacking one of the biggest in the GOP who will be responsible for removing him from office. Possibly. Romney said, He's disappointed McCarthy hasn't called on Santos to resign. The senator said, he says he, you know, that he embellished his record. Look, embellishing is saying you got an A when you got an A minus. Lying is saying you graduated from a college that you didn't even attend and he shouldn't be in Congress. And they're going, they're going to go through the process and hopefully get him out. But he shouldn't be there, and if he had any shame at all, he wouldn't be there. Wow. Strong words coming from Mitt Romney, right? Yesterday, Santos told the press he is not concerned about the House ethics probe or about New York constituents calling on him to resign. Uh, Because they showed up in Washington this week saying, marching, Tell, people from New York showed up in Washington marching, telling him he, he needs to resign. He needs to be removed. So, 
That's it for this part of the segment. <laughs> Let's move on to something that people are going to get angry with if they hear I've talked about this, right? People don't care about politics. I, I keep on saying, bigger hits in politics than in sports. Time to call out LeBron James. I already called out LeBron James on Twitter, right? There are always questions in how things are calculated. The biggest movie of all time in ticket sales? Avatar from 2009. But biggest movie of all time in tickets sold? There's a difference between ticket sales and tickets sold. Still gone with the wind. Outpacing by like 13% any movie of all time. And that was at a time the population of the U.S. was almost one-third of its current population. There was like 130 130 million people in the United States at the time of Gone with the Wind. Right? Where are we at? 330 or 40 million? A billion? And the top three in the list of tickets sold look very different from the top three of the other list of tickets, ticket sales. Star Wars Episode Four is number two, and The Sound of Music is number three. Rounding, uh, round out the top three, followed by E.T. in the number four position. Only then do you see a movie in, in top ticket sales. This is why LeBron James will never hold a candle to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. King James, as you call him, is nowhere close to Kareem's baskets. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar made 15,837 baskets. LeBron is barely over 14,000. Why? three-point shot. There wasn't even a three-point shot when Kareem Abdul-Jabbar joined the NBA in the 70s. They didn't have three-point shots. In his career, Kareem made one three-point shot because he didn't have to go outside the line. People couldn't stop him inside the line. LeBron made about 23 300 three-point shots so far. Right? Do the math. So no, LeBron doesn't hold a candle to Kareem. Maybe if he stays in for three three more years, maybe five years, he can have the same amount of uh, 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 shots that um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had. So yeah, I'm calling out LeBron James, King James. Maybe he's a prince, but he's no king like Kareem. Oh, anyway, that's it. <clears throat> Thanks for listening. Wednesday, February 8th, 2023. Wednesday, February 8th, 2023. Man, do I appreciate you so much. Uh, bring someone with you if you can today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. PVTV. Political Views TV podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Those four words. Uh, Tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. 
And remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles. 36 minutes, not bad.